Welcome to the Issues of Life, the podcast. This is Shelly's view from a heart full of conversations. You can check out the blog and the YouTube channel. That's www.aheartfulofconversations.com. Again, on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And I have my big bro, Ford, who also writes for A Heart Full of Conversations. It's always a pleasure. Hello, Mr. Ford. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Shelly's View? I'm doing real good. This is your boy, The Butcher. Let's get into this. All right. So we are going to start it off with the not-so-current. Events, baby. Let's start with event one. Well, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan Markle wants to be I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means, y'all? That means they want their own life, all right? So according to an article on www.radaronline.com, it is entitled, Queen Demands Emergency Meeting After Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Exit from Royal Family. And I quote, the royal family isn't reacting well to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's decision to step back as senior royals and are planning an emergency meeting to handle it all. Queen Elizabeth, Prince Charles, Prince William, and the senior royals were all taken aback by the Sussex's January 8th announcement. And now Her Majesty is demanding the family to find a solution to the shocking news. The Queen, the Prince of Wales, and the Duke of Cambridge have directed their teams to work at pace with governments and the Sussex's office to find workable solutions, and this is expected to take days, not weeks, a royal source told people, unquote. Now, many Brits, they are blaming the Duchess for the shakeup because she has separated herself from her father and old friendships. So they're saying it's a pattern and they're try- and she's trying to separate Harry from his family. And people believe she is trying to um, just cause a shakeup. Now, however, if you heard Prince Harry, in so many words, he said, the press killed his mama and he refuses to allow the same negativity to kill his wife. What are your thoughts? All right. Well, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. This, this is a little bit out of my realm, but Sound like he wanted to just take his take his shorty back to the crib. <laughs> you know, it got a little too hot in the kitchen, so he he dipped on off to so the side. So what you trying to say? They're a little too stuffy, or uh, what? Hey, hey, hey! But you know, that's like in real life. Okay, so you might you married. I don't know if you ever had to deal with in laws, and they might attack your wife. This happens in real life, and sometimes you have to move out of that environment. You know, to protect your honey. Well, technically, I, I, I may be one of the uh, the few. My in-laws cool. Okay. Okay. So well, I, that's I, a I don't have that issue. But um, I don't know. You know, the Duchess is she's from the hood, right? I don't know if she's from the hood. Maybe, but you maybe know, she just she wanted to be closer gotta... to her people. And then, But it was she was facing a, a lot of negativity. Like I read an article... Um, when uh, Prince William's wife was pregnant, you know, there was always some positive remark. Oh, she's holding her belly. Oh, it's such a blessing. Now, when Meghan Markle, you know, the Duchess, right, her right. stomach, they was like, oh, it's something wrong. You know, every time she did something, she was being scrutinized. And, you know, her hubby is trying to protect her. 
And that's what a hubby should do. Home field advantage. He had to bring her back to where she felt comfortable. Exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay. So, I, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it, but the Brits are in an uproar and, um, you know, they're saying that she's not right. Hmm. She's trying to break up the family. You know that happens in the hmm. hood in real life. When Shaquisha <laughs> and Shaquana, you and know, marry Ray Ray. And, Ray, 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 and they like, you know, she is bringing Ray Ray down. But Ray Ray was using Shaquisha car anyway. So, hey. <laughs> True that. But no, on a serious note, I think he's really trying to um, protect his wife and he's doing the right thing. And just for them to have a sense of peace, sometimes you do have to move to a, a different environment in order to have peace in your I agree. life. I agree. You know, now let's go on to the next topic. Please let me say this brother's name right. Oh, Lord. But um, this was Jacqueline about- Phonix. <laughs> let, let's not go there. But anyway, let's uh, talk about Queen. Bae. Queen B. I'm going to say it right so the beehive won't get me. But anyway, she was criticized when she did not give actor Joaquin Phoenix a standing ovation when he won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor for his role in The Joker. It was said Mr. Phoenix gave this moving speech, you know, about global warming, you know, mental illness, and he deserved the golden statue. But Beyonce, they felt, was totally disrespectful for not standing while everyone else stood in the room as he accepted the award. What are your thoughts? Hmm. I guess it's customary for everybody to stand up and kind of be... Uh, in uniform, correct? Well, did you see her dress? Maybe that was... I mean, the sleeves were like about big as my arm. You know, they was like, wait. Maybe her arms was tired, you know, from, from the it. dress. Cut Seriously, you, Google the dress and you will see for yourself. Okay. But I was wondering if she was a white woman and she didn't stand, would she receive the same type of backlash? Good question. Um, possibly not. But again, the climate we're in right now. And we talked about in episode two. We're scrutinized. Everything we do is under everything we do is under the microscope. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, it could be. Um, or do you think because she is a queen in her own right that she has a sense of entitlement? Maybe she felt entitled, like I don't feel like standing, so I'm going to sit down. Do you think that could have been the reason? Or was it a protest because maybe she didn't agree with the Academy's choice? Uh, of of Mr. Phoenix winning that particular award? I mean, we never know. I mean, I just... She hasn't spoke up to... on it? What, what's her take on it? I'm asking you. I want to know, I Beyond, just... I wanna know Queen Bee's <laughs> assessment. Only time will tell, and hopefully one day we'll hear from our audience. But speaking of the word entitlement, let's talk about today's generation. Do you think today's generation expect more because they feel they are entitled to what they want in life, when they want it in life? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Time out for a minute. Let's go back for a second. I'm rewinding. Rewind. Okay, what's going on? We're going back to the the, the Queen Bee thing and the Joaquin Phoenix. I'm still pissed off that uh, Gladys Knight, Love Overboard, beat New Edition, uh, If It Isn't Love, back in 1988. (laughs) So I wouldn't have stood up either. Way, way All right, come back. on. All right, let's go. I mean, My bad, way, y'all. Way, way back. Okay. Oh, Jesus. How, how did you even remember that? I'm just saying. How, I want to know how. Did you remember that in that brain of yours? Um, New Edition fan? 
I I like New Edition too. Okay, I like okay. Gladys Knight too. But that Love Overboard shouldn't have beat if it isn't love. <laughs> That's true. I'm it just, did. Ooh, I'm just I can, saying. I'm doing the routine right now. Ooh, I wish y'all could see me. Right? Ooh, nah, I know that nah, routine. No, 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 y'all shouldn't see hey, it right now. What you trying to say? I can't. Nah, okay, nah. we not. I meet me outside. Anyway, um, <laughs> time I miss you. That's from our play. Y'all have to see the play next year though. But anyway, um, so do you feel that today's generation feel a sense of entitlement? Yes. And why is that? These lazy, shiftless, uh, 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 no, I shouldn't say that. Um, For some reason, uh, we dropped the ball somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Our children, our youth, what what do they call themselves? The millennials, is that right? Well, my daughter corrected me. She said that she's 16. She said she's a Gen Xer, I believe. What? She's a, no, Gen Xer. Xenxer, a Xenx, help me out. Gen, Gen Z. Z, okay. Well, Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen O, G Y N. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it's so many. What are we? What? How do we define? What are we? We called? are Generation X, right? Generation. Uh, no, we're baby boomers. Ba- no, I'm not a baby boomer. You, I'm too young to be a baby. You sure. Boomer. Anyway, just give answer uh, my question. You play my, too much. My bad. Nah, come on. Okay. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Somewhere we dropped the ball. Um. Our kids feel that they are entitled uh, and they don't have to work for uh, their accomplishments, their achievements. Um, I saw an article uh, a few years ago that said our generation right now is the last generation where we'll do better than our parents. Okay. So that's that's pretty deep if you think it about is it. It's pretty deep. So... What does that mean exactly? That means our generations that follow us, does that mean we're going to have to carry them? Does that mean uh, they're going to be totally dependent upon us? Are we going to have to carry them and help them through adulthood? I don't know, but I've never met so many uh, young people that feel that they're owed everything without having to work for it. I mean, not only that, but there's something that a spiritual mother of mine, she always uses the word matriculation. Mm-hmm. Um, that to today's generation <laughs> does not believe in that term. Like, for example, I'll hear someone say, oh, I'm not working at McDonald's. I'm not about to start work making no whatever. I ain't flipping no damn burgers. Or, or making like, is. say whatever the job is. Start mm-hmm. at seven, mm-hmm. whatever the minimum wage is per mm-hmm. hour. You know, automatically want to walk in the door making $15 an hour. Right. You know, but you have to matriculate into that position. You have to pay your dues. Absolutely. And I think today's generation, they don't want to do that. And my daughter and I, we have a discussion. And I mean, her 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 dad backs her up, but don't believe in catching the bus. I'm like, girl, I was catching the bus till I was about 25 years old. She's like, oh, I'm not catching the bus. Oh, I'm not. What? I worked two jobs and went to school. It's, it's and perceived to- as being beneath them. Um, I, I have I have mixed feelings about that. I not in the ways that she's probably explaining it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't want to catch the bus because she feels that it's probably beneath uh, her status, or it doesn't. Um, she's not viewed in a certain light if she catches the bus. My concern now is uh, you got to be careful now at bus stops. 
Got to be careful yeah, actually on that the is bus. That's true. That is true. Uh, you know, you're dealing with some very unstable people nowadays, and you never know what they're capable of doing or trying or saying. That is true. But if it came down to the wire, she would prefer, like, just give me a money for a lift. Okay, how do you know I have money t- for you to catch a lift or an Uber? Well, hell, you, know you, can't even, you can't even depend on that nowadays. But I'm just saying, just the point where how do you know I have money on my credit card to do that? You know, <laughs> she feels like, oh, well, you have the money. You can do it. How do you know what I have in my pocket? Every time you come around my city, bling, bling. <laughs> no. You bling, blinging. No, no. I mean, you have to understand that. You have to work towards this. She been telling me what type of car she wants. I'm like, I didn't get a car till. I had my own money, my own job. They want the newest iPhone. Let me tell you, my phone died on me, okay? They laughed because my phone, I dropped it 20 times. It got about 50 cracks in it. I don't care. I say it still rings. I can answer it. It's it's like little black spotches on it. But if I move like the screen a certain way, then I can see. No, I can see. I I know how to maneuver where I won't cut my fingers. But they have the latest iPhone. They have iPad. I still have a dinosaur laptop, and I know it's my fault, but still they feel like they're entitled to the newest, the latest, and the greatest. In your opinion, why? Um, I think I'm going to blame some of it. It's part of me, too. Spoiled. Part of my fault. You spoiled her? I, I don't want to say yeah. that. But um, kind of. But still, you know, we had to do chores. We money wasn't just given to us. No, I had to do you chores. Had to earn it. I had to earn yeah. it. You know, people they don't understand that you have to earn certain mm-hmm. things in life. Like I need twenty dollars. Nope. Okay, wash the dishes. Let me tell you something. What? I was a big Prince fan. Anybody who knows me knows I was a huge Prince fan growing <laughs> up. Okay. And you know it. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Prince came out with an album every year, mm-hmm. and you know my mom was struggling. You know, my stepdad, you know, he worked uh, He worked at Chrysler, and he was mm-hmm. laid off quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I used resources to get them new Prince albums when what they is, came out. And see, wait Prince, a minute, is it legal before you it tell me? It was legal. Okay, no, 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 they, they okay. didn't play that. Mm-hmm. So if it was summertime, mm-hmm. I would cut the grass to make money. Rake the leaves. If it was the fall, I'd rake the leaves. If it was winter, i shovel the snow. If it was spring, I was just assed out. But... <laughs> um, you know, and then Prince would come out with these uh, disco versions and extended singles. So right, he was right. always working me. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out there and get it. But that's the key word. You worked for it. You to didn't get expect it. Right, for right. You didn't go to your mom and say, I need however much the oh, I tried see. it. <laughs> but she wasn't happy. She wasn't buying it. And it taught you a sense of responsibility. And not only that, I think that you appreciate it more when you work for it. I don't think that if you when you don't have to work for it, you don't appreciate it as much. That's my I take agree. on it. I agree. You know, and um, but I, I don't think this younger generation feels that way. If it's a um, uh, two hundred pair, two hundred dollar pair of jeans, mm-hmm. they don't care if they work for it or if Speaking you give them the jeans, money for now, it. Do you remember guest jeans? You remember? Oh. Okay. Yeah, it was like the little triangle on the back. Hold on. I'm going to go old school. I remember Sassoon, Jordan. Okay. Uh, all of those. Uh, whatever. That's too. We're we going to stay with the guests. Okay. Okay. All right. So I remember when the guest overalls oh, came Oh, Gloria out. Vanderbilt's too. Oh, my goodness. So I wanted these guest overalls so bad. But, you know, my mom didn't really have it like that. So I had to, you know, kind of earn it in a sense. But she put them in a layaway, you know, so I could have them. But... They weren't just given to me, and I appreciate it. Even though by the time she got them out the layaway, they was kind of played out, something else was in. But, 
you know, then I think, I don't know if it was the color Levi's or whatever, but it was just the sense that I appreciated my mother, you know, when she worked so hard. These kids, nah, you get home, you tired, they don't care. Can you take me to the mall? Can you do this? Can you? I mean, they just feel that they are entitled for you to do everything all the time. I'm, I'm still stuck on overalls, though. The only person remember, I knew, only person I know that rocked the overalls was Hillbilly Jim from the no, WWE. No, guess, I'm telling you to guess overalls, and you would have one, like, one, one of them would be hooked and the other one would be unhooked. Man, I, you don't remember that? Uh, vaguely, uh, vaguely. Okay, well, I'm telling you. And then another, let me tell you what else. I wanted some pink and white champions, okay? Okay, you lost me okay, on that all one. right. That must, I, <laughs> I must have been grown in. That, that, was, that was a teenage thing. <laughs> it was a, yeah, I was in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but, so I, I thought I was the stuff, right? Because I had a little job at, you know, Kmart. I was a cashier. I thought I had it going on, so I had my little check. And so I had my own phone in my room, so I had a choice. I either could pay my phone bill or I can get these gym shoes that I wanted. So I asked my mama, I said, mama, I want these gym shoes. She was like, well, the choice is yours. You can either have a phone or you can get the gym shoes. So I kind of thought my mama was going to give me the money. And I bought the gym shoes. So and they cut your damn phone When off. I got home, it was no duh. It was just an empty sound because they cut my phone off. But, you know... Nowadays, parents will step in like, oh, I don't want their phone, their cell phone to get cut off. You know soft, what I'm saying? Soft. soft. Right. But our parents were hard on us, so we had to learn a and lesson. And we turned and, out all right, we didn't we? Yes. But I think it's like we want to protect them because it's so many elements that they face, and we want to try to make life easier. Even like now, my daughter... um, I told her I don't want her to work when, when school is in. She can work during the summer because I want her to focus on her grades. But when I was growing up, I had to balance both. I had to work and I had to go to school and study. You know what I'm saying? But we try to protect our children from everything. But are know? we helping or are we hurting? I think we're hurting. I, I have several female friends and I've heard them say, I'm going to make it easier on my... I don't want my child to have to suffer the way I suffered. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have them go through that. Mm-hmm. But... It's mm-hmm. not helping. No, it's not helping at and all. And that's why kids ain't worth a damn right now. So what have you done as a parent to ensure that you are teaching and raising them to be responsible adults? Great question. Great question. Um, I have two girls, and, and they're polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Um, one was hard-headed, stubborn, uh, didn't believe fat meat was greasy. Mm-hmm. The other one was more of a passive, docile, feeble, shy. And she kind of listened a little more. Now, that could have been a front. Mm-hmm. You know, she might have had the, the wool pulled over my eyes. <laughs> okay. But uh, one was the type where if you said, don't do this or you get a whooping, mm-hmm. she'd take the whooping. Okay. <laughs> and then the baby, I never had the spank. Mm. But I wish I had just because she doesn't know. The wrath of dad. Okay. Um, that's, that's a great question. I, I have to really think about that one. Mm. Um, but I always tried to keep them grounded. Uh, I always tried to teach based on my experiences, based on uh, movies that we watched together or mm. uh, news articles that we would see. Or I, I tried to use reality and I try to weave it into everyday life and try to use it as a teaching tool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I was my my youngest daughter went away to school in September, and I was totally afraid. And everybody was saying, uh, friends, family, mm-hmm. you just have to trust it. What you instilled in her, what you taught her. They have to make their own mistakes. They in do. Life, they no do. No matter what we but, tell but them. But some right? mistakes are costly. Yeah, you're, that's that's absolutely. Some true. Are, some are very costly. Mm-hmm. And heaven forbid, we don't want anything to happen to our children. Right. And that's probably why we have gotten soft over the decades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, are we helping or are we hurting? Are we hindering? I think at times we are hindering. One way I do try to teach them responsibility, because my mother, she's soft, uh, grandmother. Um, she gives them allowance every two weeks. Yo, and, wait, 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 wait. Your uh, mother gives your kids allowances? Yes, my mother. Can she adopt mother. me? You know, she probably would. My mama, <laughs> okay. when I tell you my mom adopts everybody, I say, Ma, if you adopt another person. Can she cook? But, yes, she can cook. Oh, I'm in. Can... <laughs> I'm there. I'm <laughs> but... in that thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> but um, she gives them an allowance every every two weeks. And what one thing I do try to tell them is don't spend all of it one time. Now, my son, he loves this what roll blocks, roll books, whatever. He always trying to buy some I'm, I'm, I'm some clueless. with the video you, you games. I don't know, but whatever, you know. But their dad opened them up a, a um, an account for the credit union, and what I tell them is like, for example, if my daughter gets thirty dollars. Put half of it in the credit union. The other half, get whatever you want, you know. But I'm trying to teach them that. But they think, well, I want this now, so I'm going to spend all of it. I'm like, no. You know, you're not entitled to get that right now. Learn how to save, you know, save for your future. And our biggest (laughs) issue we're going through right now, because I'm about to throw all of them out the window. Don't do it. (sighs) Let me take a deep breath, y'all. Ooh, Jesus. I feel the fact. I I feel my face just twitching right here on the left hand. Oh, Lord. Okay, help me. The problem is, she's at an age, and my son, he kind of, I don't know if he's feeling her vibe, but she feels like she's entitled to make her own decisions in life. For example, I enrolled her into a mentoring program, and she was like, why did you enroll me in this? I can make my own decisions. I can pick. I'm like, look, you're getting ready to go to college in a couple of years. So so for the record, how old is she? She will be 16 next. Will uh, be 16? Yes, in February. Okay. She'll, I'm, let me correct myself. She'll be 16 February 3rd. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm, go that's ahead. That's okay. She was like, but I can make my, you always signed. Since I was young, you always signed me up for everything. And then I was like, that's my role as a parent. She's like, well, I'm at an age where I can make these decisions. I was like, well, you can pay this light bill. You can pay this gas bill. You can pay this car note. You can pay this water bill. You pay so your you can damn make a, phone bill. Right. Oh, bam. Right there. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, it is my role as a mother to help and guide you, but she feels like she's at a certain age and she's entitled to make all these decisions. I was like, no, you know, you at an age, and and I don't just put you in programs just to put you in programs. I'm helping you build a portfolio because when you get ready to apply for college, it's going to be very competitive. Of course, you get good grades, but they want to know what have you done in the community? What have you done outside of just knowing, you know? Extracurricular Right, exactly. Even my my son, for example, he would complain. Why did you put me in this program? He wants to be an actor. He might change his mind or whatever, but I enrolled him in the- Like a drama school? uh, The music theater, Detroit Youth Music Theater. Okay. Mosaic. Mosaic, Mosaic, gotcha. Okay. Mosaic Youth Theater. 
So he complained. Again, they felt entitled. They can make their own decisions. He complained. I don't want to go. Da, da, da. When the program was over, guess where this little Negro want to go? He want to go, go to the second semester. Want to go back. That's right. Okay. So they might think they know everything, but they don't. And even though they feel that they are entitled to make their own decisions, they need us as parents, as guardians, as godmamas, whoever, aunties and uncles, to help them make these decisions because they don't. You, you got to start teaching early. You got to nurture. You got to guide. But then you have to allow some some slack. Mm-hmm. You got to allow a little leeway for them of to, course. to bump their heads. Of course. To learn from it, failed experiences. Oh, of course, because I've done it. But yeah. you can't but you can't give them too much rope now. Because mm-hmm. they'll jam you up. Oh, they're not jamming me. I'm going to jam you up. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. They'll jam us up. I, <laughs> no. I feel you. Mm-hmm. So, overall, um, what would you take away from this conversation today? Um, again, we have to figure out ways to almost like reset the system. We got to find out how we can better serve our kids, better prepare our kids uh, for what they're going to face. My mother always says, and if I'm going to try to quote her correctly, the, the typical classrooms that we're accustomed to or that started back in the 40s and 50s, they aren't working now. They aren't working. We have to figure out more innovative ways. Oh my goodness! I just had this conversation we, we gotta, with a coworker. Yeah, we got to figure just, out more innovative ways. We can't just to, sit at a desk no, anymore. We got to engage the kids. Uh, we have to provide uh, things that are interesting and uh, engaging and challenging, you know, to their minds for their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the sitting in the classroom for six hours that that ain't doing it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's proof. It is. You look every day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our lesson for today. So until next time, hopefully one day we'll hear from our audience. This is the Issues of Life podcast. We'll talk to you next time. We hope you liked it. All right, Tommy holla, holla. We'll see you next time. Holla, Bye. holla. Bye.